Welcome everyone to a brand new season of Old Roommates. Season number five, and we're starting off with a bang. <laughs> we are revisiting The Godfather from 1972. So, leave the gun, but take the cannolis and enjoy it while we listen to our new season of Old Roommates. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to Old Roommates, the only podcast that revisits pop culture through a middle-aged lens. This is Brian. And this is Christina. And today we are talking... Welcome back, Brian. My God, I'm sorry. Yes, welcome back. Wow. You know I'm what? just in the zone. I'm Listen, in the zone. I have 18 pages of You know, notes. we can stop this right now. We can end <laughs> on season four. And just be done with it. Is that what you prefer? I am so sorry I missed you. Did you have a nice oh my summer? God. It flew by. It really did. I, it really did. It always does. It does. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to say something. Um, I read this. Fine. It was a meme. But I did. <laughs> I read a meme. And it was like, we have just been tricked, hoodwinked, and bamboozled into thinking that summer is this amazing season mm -hmm. when really we've just been conditioned to believe that because well, what yeah you mentioned this oh, on, I did? on our oh. anniversary of at the beginning of the well, season, you know this is what? so perfect this is but, so perfect. no good good no fine <laughs> our last episode of the season yeah. you mentioned this they say it was an article or a meme i think you said it was a meme oh okay good so but no i and i get it i yeah. totally get it and you and you and now it's perfect it's actually full circle because yeah it's here it is I, at the beginning of season season five we're in, you know, September, and, you know, it, it makes sense it, that you still feel that same way. Yeah. But, Christina, I remember you saying, like, a month ago, like, oh, you know, well, we'll, we'll have the time. And it's like, yeah, we know we have August up, but I'm still, still working. Right. I mean, you're a school teacher. You don't know, because... But... I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, it's very true. I'm teasing. No, but it's like, no, you have one of the most d important jobs ever. But the point <laughs> is, don't send me texts or emails, people. Do it. But, um, no, the but, like... I think it is that idea of like summer is here, but it's like I'm still working. I'm mm -hmm. still working. I work, you know, whatever. But um, all that to say, it was nice. I don't like the heat. I don't like the humidity. But here we are. Here we are. With season number five. And we are revisiting The Godfather. I don't know why it took us so long to do this. Oh, I do. I know. Oh, because it's so long? Because it's like eight, <laughs> 11 hours long. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a classic. It's 1972. Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, all those wonderful things. So, Brian, I'm really curious to know, what was your first experience with The Godfather? Where were you? How did you like it? Let's hear it. Well, this came out the year I was born, so I was... Uh, Zero. A month. <laughs> I was a month. I was a month and four days old. No, um, so... I think when, you know, when you're young, obviously you're at the mercy of what the things your parents watch. Yes. And um, I absolutely remember moments of The Godfather when I was, like, a kid. Mm -hmm. But, um... How old do you think you were? Like, do you think I you were, like, eight? Like, I don't know. Seems like a pretty intense movie for... Yeah, my parents didn't care. Yeah. Especially my dad. My <laughs> I would dad, say, I, was, I yeah. would say, yeah, your dad. My your dad mom, didn't, yeah, my mom cares. Yeah. My, my dad didn't care. I don't know, but so I will say the first full-length experience of The Godfather was 22 
years ago. How do you know this? Because I was in Brooklyn. I had just moved there. And my, my gosh, I can't believe that was 22 years ago. My now, I know, That's my nice. now brother-in-law. Oh, I'm lying then. You're right. It was 21 years ago. Thank you. Yeah. Such a um, <laughs> new season of, of lies. <laughs> my now brother-in-law, uh, Alex, is obsessed with these films. And what, and he's also an amazing cook, like Carl. They're both incredible, incredible cooks. And he wanted to do this big, splashy Italian dinner. They're German, Ooh. but they both really love Italian food. And um, so he wanted to do this big, splashy Italian feast and watch The Godfather. And I was like, oh, God, because I had never seen the movie in its entirety, but I definitely mm-hmm. had, remember, like, the music and certain scenes and being like, I hope this is my thing. Like, it's just... I don't know. I know it's such a long movie and, you know, whatever. Um, But I will tell you that it wasn't my thing then. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't. It was just not something like it is a long movie. I grew up, I grew up, my mom's side of the film is is very Italian. So I think some of the, they weren't necessarily necessarily mafia, but there's a big... (laughs) I know I'm kidding. No. Uh, but it was like like say the say the wedding, right? Like yeah. the wedding takes up a good amount of time. And just thinking like I don't find like the novelty isn't quite there. I, for, I, I'm speaking completely on my own. I'm sure there's a lot of Italians that love this movie. But gr- growing up in a big Italian family, and you know many of them, Christina, sure. you've been to some of the, the family stuff, it's like the not there's not the novelty for me is instantly cut in half because mm-hmm. I know a lot, you know my family's Italian I know a lot of that the the lingo and the language and the hugs and this and that yeah and um and that kind of thing so that part instantly is is almost nullified mm-hmm. so then I'm left with this mob story and mob stories are not my thing right. so I guess I was a little bored but I could appreciate how much Alex liked it and working as hard in this dinner and it was a really fun night um but I remember being shocked at those sort of at the killings at those shocking moments yeah because yeah. because they they seem to go as fast as like gunfire it's like they don't just wow like the no you know what I mean it's like no because when you think about it like well, I'm and, just thinking you're being quite punny it was as fast as gunfire. No, because it... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is like, I I liked... I actually, weirdly enough, I actually appreciated those jolts of violence that long ago, you know, say 20 sure. years ago. Because I felt like the movie was a little sleepy. It was much more about, say, like, I don't know, behavior, relationships, and mm-hmm. things that aren't quite said. Um... Yeah, and so I think I appreciated those little bursts of, oh, shit, very stylistically, um, you know, uh, executed. There's another plan words for you. There you go. Um, so that was me. <laughs> but how about you? When was, do you remember the first time you saw this movie in its entirety? I do remember the first time because I was well into my adulthood the first time I watched it. So I don't know if it just wasn't re- readily available. I, mob movies aren't my thing either, mm-hmm. so it's not something I would ever seek out to watch i watched it who was i with somebody recommended it i can't remember who it was now but we rented it and i was feeling the same way i'm like oh this is a big commitment like this is (laughs) well if you rented it it was probably two vhs tapes probably i don't remember but um (laughs) 
but yeah, I just remember feeling like, okay, this is a very big commitment. I have to like prepare myself and, you know, I don't blame Alex for making a big event out of it yeah. because it is sort of an, an event, event of a movie. Yeah. So, but I remember like, you know, you, you hear a certain thing. You, you hear about like the horse head and things mm -hmm. like that. You hear things. So I had known a little bit about it. But I wasn't really expecting it to be as relationship driven, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. So I I think it was actually a pleasant surprise when I watched it because it wasn't all gunfire. Yeah. So I I think I liked it. Um, it was very long and the scenes were very long. So I didn't love it. But I was I was glad I watched it. Yeah. Like I was glad that I'm I really sorry. One more time. When was this? Oh, I'm sorry. It was. It, I was well into my adulthood. So I was probably, I would I would say probably late twenties, early thirties. I'm trying to think if that would have been like VHS or or more DVD, because you would have to have press rewind like that. I really think that The Godfather was a two two VHS tape thing. Probably I was. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so anyway, so I think, you know, I did like it and I'm, I was very glad that I had seen it. Mm -hmm. Like it was, I was happy that like finally I was able to see it. I didn't watch any of the others. Have you ever seen any of the no, others? No, I have not. And um, really quickly, you're a huge Al Pacino fan. I am a huge Al Pacino And what, fan. what was your take? Do you remember what your take was back then on I, him? I think I just, I loved him. Yeah. You know, like I just think he's just so cute like i i just find him very attractive back then mm -hmm. and it was i was trying to think that was 72 when was dog day afternoon do we remember 75 75 so dog day afternoon was after godfather yeah yeah um anyway that was um and that was our birthday episode for those who haven't yeah. listened to that <laughs> one right. it was i don't know what number it was but it was back in october anyway so about almost like yeah it's almost a year ago crazy anyway yeah so all that to say i liked it mm -hmm. i liked Al Pacino in it. I I didn't like uh, the Marlon Brando cheeks. This is then. You're, you're the talking then. about yeah. Okay. Yeah, the then. Yeah. It just seemed like he had something in his mouth. Like yeah. it, I never felt like that was his true face. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all in all, I, I think I was pleasantly surprised and it was a solid like. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what about now? When did you watch this? Um, I rewatched it. Um... Over the course of two nights, I watched it. I started watching, I think, a few nights ago, and then I finished it the following night. Yeah. I watched the first two hours, and then I watched the final hour the following night. Huh. I'm glad I did it that way. Um, I wanted to obviously commit <laughs> full, <laughs> yeah. fully awake, but it was good. And I think I stopped it right where all of the Dons get together in that room and Marlon Brando's oh, talking about. So it was good, really was a good. good place to start. It feels yeah. like a new beginning in yes, some way. Yes, sure. Everyone's corralled together. Um, so let's just dive in. Um, I was immediately captivated by this movie. <laughs> I really was. Me too. Like when he's like, I believe in America. And you're just like, because I think being now middle-aged and um, I... You do appreciate, like you were, you're saying, about relationships. And I earlier said behavior, and I think maybe I meant more so relationships. Mm -hmm. Is like the, um, you understand that, like, and I was explaining this to, to someone the other day. I was almost, I almost found myself defending the violence because someone was like, oh, God, well, I mean, da -da 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 -da. and it's like, you know, because I was saying, like, well, my family's telling you, like, well, they're not, I mean, like that. And like, 
No, I said, you know, but I, you get, but it's like their sensitivity, as much as they're like these big, strong Italian guys, mm-hmm. and big, like so much of this is based in hurt feelings and disrespect. Yep. And I think so when you have um, Don Corleone say, like, he's hurt by this guy who's asking him for a favor. It's like, you never invite me over. I mean, the things he says, you never invite me over. And you went, and he's upset because he went to the cops for help first before he went to him. Yeah. And he's hurt by that. Yeah. And Marlon Brando, um, I, 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 see, oh, by the way, really quick, I have to preface this. I have done no research. You know, there's been so many things written about this film and documentaries. Yes. Like, this is not that podcast. We're just talking about rewatching it. Just our opinions. middle middle-aged ones. <laughs> so I might say something that's wrong. Like, I mean, I didn't read the book. There's been no research done on this. Um, I'm pretty sure he won the Oscar for this. The um, But I think he is... You believe both sides. Yes. You believe that he is this um, master of... Uh, like, he has a moral compass if you will mm-hmm. like the guys that attack this man's daughter he's like mess them up but don't kill them yeah and you know and but always at the root is how how that person has made him feel in the past mm-hmm. you've been such a good friend to me over the years i will help you you have not called me back da, 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 da. like it's really interesting yes. and i this was you know not something I was super concerned about, the emotional well-being of Don Corleone. But as you age, as you see grandparents and parents get older and and essentially lonely, Mm -hmm. that you realize, like, and I think with Don Corleone, it's like, who are are his friends? It's like they just go to him when they need something, most. Right. You know, so, um, but I found I was really fascinated by that idea of um, even his children are, like, the part of the business, they're not, you kind of miss, and this, I'll bring this up later, you kind of miss that sense of, um, like, uh, father-son lovely, like, mm-hmm. loveness. And I think that's, that's very interesting to me. Yeah. How about you? What was your first Well, our time is up. Ah! Well, I do, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I do a lot I of notes, because like, it's a lot, it's a I long movie. I feel like I have six yeah. pages of notes. Yeah. So, my first note um, that I wrote was, he seems very reasonable, which was very surprising to me. He wasn't this, like, scary, no. unreasonable mobster. So, yes, and I have the same notes that you have. It yeah. says, I wrote, he's only asking for a favor when he needs something. Yeah. And this really bothered him. Yeah. There was, like, no friendship. He never asks him over yeah. and things like that. And then I love that he's he understands that it's, you know, this guy wants him to kill this guy right. and he's like no that's not justice mm-hmm. he did not murder your daughter right this is not justice and i'm like wow he is a very reasonable guy mm-hmm. so i thought that was really really funny um and uh, yeah and you're right all he's asking for is a bit of respect and i think that what was surprising and even definitely from like a middle you know middle edge made the middle aged <laughs> lens is that they do have that moral compass. They mm-hmm. do, they're not just killing people because they want to kill people. Mm-hmm. There's a reason mm-hmm. for it. They, there's so much loyalty yeah. to the friends and above all, everything else is the family. Mm-hmm. You know, you disrespect the family, you're dead. Yeah. That's it. So I was very, <laughs> the very, rules are very, cl- very simple. They're very simple. I mean, honestly, like I think I could live 
live in this area, this this yeah. this family, because yeah. I get it. Like yeah. it's not fuzzy. It's like you yeah. just need to show some respect. Yeah. And don't it's, mess around with the family. I'm telling you too, it's like the going back to the Italian family that I'm you know, it's like you it is so you walked in, I know I know, America, that this is now frowned upon. But if, when I walked into my grandparents' house, if I did anything before I hugged them and kissed them on the cheek, mm-hmm. holy hell, I don't even that. know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and I think that that's very small, small scale of what we're talking about. But I think that is very much so an Italian thing. I remember one of the most terrifying moments of my life was going to see my great-grandmother. Oh, my God. Three flights up in her house. And she was this little, old, frail woman that scared the living daylights out of me. And I had to go and kiss her on the cheek. And I was always afraid of her. Grandma Meta (laughs) was her name. And uh, because the last name, you never, I never knew her first name. Um, But it was like. Wow, isn't that so interesting? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. But all that to say, it's that sense of i mean it's respect but like when you're it's like forced when you're a child you grow into that like you just do it yeah this is that's just respect it doesn't you don't need a reason to like to respect your grandparents right right so yeah but um it's it's very fascinating the whole thing um my next note was that the wedding looks really really fun except for the poor photographer Oh my god, no. Oh my god. He snaps one picture and he gets smashed and the the oh my god. Oh my god, but but how about that though? Like my thing with the wedding was great wedding. So um, fun. But I felt bad for the godfather. Every assholes oh asking him for God. like I wrote there are so many favors it seems a little rude mm-hmm. since his daughter is outside getting married yeah and and I, he even says something like can I enjoy my wedding up, now yeah, like my daughter's right. wedding now right and then he went out and finally was what made me laugh though was when he's he's <laughs> like the rock star guy comes oh after, my and he starts everyone's out screaming and he's in his office and he goes he starts screaming he goes what is that loud sound <laughs> Um, but I'll tell you this, I, Christina, the timing, I wish we were watching it, watching it together, I we, actually, I know. That would because be the timing of this, so Johnny, the singer, yes. so we know a lot about him, like, basically, I, I mean, the Godchild. the Godchild. Yeah. like, was, the Godfather helped him out to begin with, yep. he owes his career to this guy, and he goes up at the wedding, and he talks to him, and he's like, yeah, I really want this movie. And I didn't get it. Oh, Godfather, this is going to put me on top. I don't know what to do. And Marlon Brando gets... This. Oh, my it God. So I love you. It's like, you can act like a man. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> smacks him. And I was like, yay. Because at that point, at that point in the movie, and at that point in the wedding, you're so fucking tired of these people asking him for favors. And then this guy, then this guy... owes his career to Don Corleone, and here he goes again whining because yep. now he wants to bre- now he wants to break into movies. Don yep. Corleone, please help me, and he just <laughs> beat down, smacks him, and you know that he hadn't visited him in a while. That's either. right. Like all of a sudden he shows up to the wedding, which was nice that he showed up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's already on like kind of on his bad side. But I loved that when he was like, "You can act like a man." man. Oh my god, that was Great. really good. Great. He just and wanted it, to smack him, and it shows. That Don Colon has that edge to him. Yes. Where it's like, oh no, he can defend himself too. Yep. Yep. Uh, or or be aggressive, I should say, physically aggressive. Um, okay, my next note jumps a bit 
Um, there's <laughs> quite a bit of Italian slurs in this from like the police yeah, officer. But honestly, but not as many as I had expected. Same. Yeah. Like he, they really were a little bit more respectful, and even talking about like black people and mm-hmm. other races. I, I kind of won. I kind of won on the yeah once. Yeah, I, that's why I, I noticed that once too. But I was so surprised and pleasantly surprised yeah. that it wasn't all over the place. So I did do a little reading. I don't want to jump too much, I, uh, but I was confused. This isn't my next note, but I was like, we'll get to it. But I, to, to this point with the, the slurs and the racism and all that, so I was really perplexed. This is a negative for me. Um, how. Michael was so instantly psycho the second he got to call the shots. I didn't feel that coming, yeah. even though I'd seen the movie before. I made less, actually even less sense to me now, through my mm-hmm. middle-aged lens, how he was suddenly like, oh, no, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to kill a cop. I'm going to kill a cop. And, yeah, and it's like, whoa! I it's it like, out either. You've been fighting for America. You've been fighting for this country. So I did some digging, and I just looked up, like, why is Michael so quick to kill everybody? Yeah. Like, he has that streak in him. Why? So apparently in the book, he... Sonny consistently was Sonny James Kahn's character was yeah. consistently putting him down like you you don't have the stomach for this Mike you don't have the stomach you're just a you know whatever and he goes yeah and I'm not going to say the word that was said in the book because it's a slur but he talks about Japanese people and he's like I just he's like I was killing Japanese people mm-hmm. you th- don't think I can handle this to for the movie, I would have appreciated some context why Michael yes. is so comfortable doing this stuff. Right, because the the only scene you would really see him in is with him and Diane Keaton, which right. oh my god, she's so young. young. I almost <laughs> I did I recognize her voice immediately. I forgot she was in it. And I'm like, is that Diane Keaton? Oh like seriously, yeah. I had to I it took me a while to really believe that it was. You can tell immediately but from her voice, but <laughs> She's so, so young. not a blemish, wrinkle, She's porcelain. Porcelain skin. Her skin is porcelain. It's beautiful. How did you watch? You watched it on DVD. I watched it on DVD, yes. I watched it on uh, Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. Uh, It was crystal, I mean, crystal clear. It was beautiful, yeah. Um, But the, you know, the, the only information we have about Michael right now is he's sitting, he's in his war uniform. Right. Right? Because it's, you know, he's at the wedding. He's talking to... Diane, uh, Kay is Diane Keaton's yep. character. And he's very casual about telling her about the family. Yeah. And he tells that's, you know, about actually about the singer, mm-hmm. right? About how he said, okay, you know, it's either his brains on the contract or his signature. Yeah. Right? And he just very calmly is like, look, that's my family, not it's me. It's not me. Right. And he just, you know, he's very separate from the family. And he has like this kind of high moral ground he he accepts the family for who they are but he knows it's not him so i agree with you when all of a sudden he turns now i mean i'm kind of chalking it up to this is what i'm thinking his father's almost dead like he almost he dies and all of a sudden he's feeling and this is not in the movie this is just something i've kind of created in my hair my head as a backstory but Having him feel so guilty about not being there for him and the family. Mm. Now he's trying to make it up. Okay. But I feel like there's like a missing scene or something there. About talking about that. About feeling that way. He has that one conversation when he leans over to to him on his, you know, sick bed. Where he says, I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. 
but yeah, it I, was kind of, it, it felt missing. so it's, short. It's short. It, and in the book, it's even alluded to, from, again, I didn't read the book, just from what I under, understand, is that it's alluded to that, that him wearing his military uniform mm-hmm. was him separated, keeping himself separate from the family. Yes. So it makes even less sense. So it's like, you know, it's, it's not, it's a negative. I mean, as much as I did like this movie on rewatch, like, um, it just didn't really didn't make any sense, which is unfortunate because Michael becomes the main player and you never really understand why he's so right. naturally good at it is my right. concern need, there. Yeah, there yeah. needed to be some sort of, and it's, I don't necessarily, I mean, yes, it's, it's a criticism, but it's almost a compliment because you wanted more and this yeah. three hour movie, I would have <laughs> liked a couple of extra scenes. I really would have just to kind of develop that, that the feelings that he's having, mm-hmm. you know, even if he talked to Kay about it or if he had a, a moment right. by himself about it, something that made you feel like, oh, okay, this is why he's at the point now. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he's always felt left out. Yeah. 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 Um, Tom, played by Robert Duvall, again, these, all these guys, so young looking. Oh, oh my, God. I mean, so They're young, I should say. They're not so even young looking. They're just young. young. Yeah. yeah. Um, James Conn's super cute. Yeah, right? I don't remember him being <laughs> so cute. Really uh, maybe didn't. that's a middle-aged lens thing. Definitely. Um, so, and one guy says, uh, Mr. Waltz, I believe it is, and Mr. Waltz is the Hollywood guy. So Tom goes out there as the concierge, and, mm-hmm. and is he saying that right, concierge? Sounds G- good to yeah. me. <laughs> and, um, you know, and Mr. Waltz says, listen, I don't care how many of you, you know, bleep, bleep, greaseball goombas come out of the woodwork. And Tom goes, I'm German-Irish. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Um, and I wrote, Mr. Walsh is such an imbalanced character. He was really scary to me. Because yeah. he went from, like, like telling him off. And then he invited him to dinner. Really nice stuff. <sighs> and then just yes. screaming slurs at him. And how Johnny, the singer, ruined his starlet, mm-hmm. who was like who he was basically having sex with. And yes. then Johnny comes in and sweeps her away and ruins her. Now, again... Um, this took place. This took place between 1945 and 1955. So, women, um, are, it's really uh, it's their kind of a lot. In, uh, their lot in life during this time, they are basically uh, you have sex with one and they're ruined forever. Oh, for sure. And then yep. that gives you the right to just smack them around whenever you right. want, and, and just completely not tell them major. Turn major events in your life, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think that that is. I mean, I just feel like that's sort of a common thing within the mafia. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the women don't know, and you know, they don't, they don't know, they don't know they, anything. Yeah, they don't know what they don't, you know. Yeah. And in a way, I mean, it's. I don't know. It's it's such a weird way of thinking, but in a way, right? You figure like the mom and the sister and everybody else, right? They put them up on that pedestal. They don't want them involved in this. Stuff. True. Yeah. They, you know, but then they'll protect them. Yeah. I mean, the sister we'll have another conversation about, but um, it's it it's almost like they're just untouchable. Those those if they're in the family, but yes, I mean, if someone gets you know ruined, right? right? Yeah. Then it's all over. He said that Johnny ruined this girl, and then the guy in the very beginning said these two men ruined her. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, um, I, what I just say, I just wanted to say that wedding cake. Whoa. 
Did you see that wedding cake? I don't, I don't quite Are you kidding me? It took like four people to bring it out. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. It was yeah. like so, so tall. I really like that baker, the Enzo character. Okay, that is so funny you say that. You don't like him? I didn't quite trust him on the steps. On the steps, I was so nervous about I was about like, him. oh shit, does he have a gun? Does he have a I, gun? I, yes, because it's, so, and I think, all right, jumping, 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 <laughs> jumping, jumping, jumping. Outside the hospital. For that particular, yeah. in that hospital, the fact that he came in, and the music is swelling, yeah. and everybody thinks he's going to be killed, you know, going to kill murderer. Kill someone, yeah. I did not trust him. Right. But he ended up being a good guy. Yeah. But that whole scene was so well done, I thought, because yeah. I think they are trying to make us feel like he is going to try to murder him. Like, he is not the... Right the guy that we think he is. Right. And then even on the steps, like, I'm still not trusting him. Yeah. And he's there with Al Pacino, and he's like, oh, pretend you have a gun in your phone. And I'm like, right. he probably, probably does. Probably does, yeah. But yes, but it never comes, and he ends up being a good guy. Yeah. But yes, I did, Enzo. I liked him, and I liked his conversation with him at the beginning, and all that. But yes, back to the director. My notes are, look, the director is so hot and cold. This is one of my criticisms of this movie, is yeah. this director, because he is he is just, you don't know where he's coming from. He's completely out of control. Yeah. Like He's crazy temper, screaming, blah, 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 and then invites him to dinner, and he has this calm thing, like what you were saying, yeah. exactly what you were saying. And then all of a sudden, he's crazy, and he throws him out. Yeah. And I'm like, why did you invite him to dinner? That's my note there, too. Yeah. He's so imbalanced. I wonder if he maybe is a little coked out or something. Maybe. They do talk a bit about drugs in this, and that's really the whole pinnacle point of this family yes. not wanting to get involved in this. Which is but high, like... Is that funny? Yeah. yeah. It, so, I forgot about that. But Mr. Waltz is such a deranged, deranged character, and which makes that horse head scene um, all the more, you know insane and yes. yeah it, oh my god and I remember I mean even so it, it, it was it's interesting like on a rewatch because you meet the horse and you're like oh no yeah <laughs> like I felt bad for the horse I really felt bad oh yeah like oh we know what's happening but you know what though what did he what did they say they're what did gonna they put say? him out to stud to stud they yeah. weren't even gonna race him no but he was just gonna have sex yeah like that but, he, was, right. he was being retired I know yeah, I don't know. Is that, I just I mean, felt that for the horse. Guess it's a good life. It's a beautiful horse. For a horse, yeah. But then, and then the bed. That scene is so. It's it's it. The second watching isn't as effective. Yeah, because it's so telegraphed. I mean, yeah. that whole there's a huge long shot of like the outside, the exterior of the window, mm-hmm. and you, you know something bad has happened. But it's so effective when you don't know what happened. Oh yeah. And he's feeling around, and you see blood, and they're like, "What happened? What they? What did he do to him?" Yeah. You don't even think about, yeah, and then the screams of terror. Oh, my God. God. Yeah. It's a but then, very classic scene. But here's the funny thing. Then Mr. Waltz is like, oh, shit, and he does help him out. He yeah. does help Johnny. So I'm like, God, they already killed your horse. I mean, I guess, like, yeah, that means that he's, they're going to kill you, too, if you don't help. But, um, yeah, I guess there's no other he choice knew, he, when you're when you're targeted yeah. by, the, by the mob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say there was a death that was even more jolting to me than the horse, even though I've seen it all before. But mm-hmm. that death of Luca Brazzi. Yeah. Oh, with the wire being dragged, this hand the being hand stabbed, stabbed into the stabbed into the bar. They choke him from behind with the piano wire. Yeah. I like you know it's gonna you know it's gonna happen. You're waiting. You're there. You, you know it. And- this is an instance where knowing it's going to happen is, was worse, made yeah. it more effective. Yeah. The horse, not. 
Yeah. But knowing it was going to happen, you're just on the edge of your seat, like, oh my God, like almost cl like yeah. watching through yep. your hands. Like, I, I was, I was it. dreading the hand. I knew the hand the was The hand coming. was the worst. Yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you, uh, like the acting of Luca Brasi when he's being strangled, oh my, oh God. my God, you felt it. It's so, so scary. So good. Terrifying. So yeah. scary. Oh my God, all of it. But I do like that the Corleones, going back to what we said a few seconds ago, is that the whole genesis of this divide within these mafia this mob family is um the drugs yeah they don't want to be involved in drugs they don't want to and do that it that was amazing yeah. to me i wrote down i'm like he is a, a pretty shrewd businessman he understands that you know the drugs may be the future but he also understands that his business contacts will go away like a lot of them will go away knowing mm -hmm. that he's involved with drugs so it's it's not like all this pure profit mm -hmm. and he really felt like and i think again this is like about the relationships right mm -hmm. he understands like the relationships that he currently has is important and that if he turns to drugs it's going to take it to a whole different level that surprised me mm -hmm. that really surprised me i thought he was because i've got a lot about all of these conversations mm -hmm. too I thought when he was having this conversation with him that he was going to, he was just sort of wheeling and dealing him. Yes. Like trying to make, sweeten the deal or whatever. When he was really and truly saying, no, I'm, I don't want anything part of it. Yeah. That was really shocking. And I I, I, I had a little respect for him, mm -hmm. I gotta tell you. And then Sonny spoke up. Sonny. And shouldn't have Never shouldn't speak against the family. That's right. Never. No respect. Um, Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. This is um, uh, the Golden Girls. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> when Dorothy wouldn't let uh, the... Dorothy flunks one of her students, and so he can't play in the football game. And so someone sends her a wrapped dead fish. And she's like, what is this? And Sophia's like, oh, means Dorothy's born act sleeps with the fishes. Oh, my God. Um, Clemenza, watch out for the... Oh, my God. This made me laugh out loud and it's just a throwaway line but he's like it's the same conversation with take the gun leave the cannoli they're gonna go kill this guy the guy yes. that's driving this is another note i have about this movie that's a little on the negative side they waste so many cars oh like, yeah they the, really like, do yeah. when they're killing people it's like they're destroying cars or they're shooting someone in the head and the, the, the brain splatter on the windshield or the uh, carlo kicks the win the window oh my up. gosh yes but they're ruining entire cars for like uh, i don't know it's like sometimes they're their own cars like why would you do that anyway yeah um, there was there was a lot of dramatic um, killing killings yeah. when they have access to all kinds of things they can just shoot the guy yeah like right and i mean like when they shot don Corleon, um they they just had two guys with guns broad daylight broad daylight in right front in of back. a fruit market boom 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 yeah. boom Oh, and right in front of Frito, 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 John Cazale. Yeah, from from Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, yes, we talked about him a little bit on Dog Day Afternoon about how he actually died quite young. Yeah, but every movie he was in, <laughs> yeah, was like, like Oscar nominated, successful. very successful. Like very, yeah. very, very yeah. successful. Like he was the he was like um, the the golden goose, right? <laughs> But anyway, but yeah, right in front of him, yeah. and I felt bad for him. He, but, yeah. but I like that Clemenza said, um, so they are, uh, he, they pick him up at his house, mm -hmm. and, and he's like, hey, watch out for the kids when you're backing up. I, <laughs> I love 
was I had the same thought. Like, oh god, all those kids like, are running around. All those kids are running around. Yeah. I love those little touches. I yeah. love those little you know, little lines that they they throw yeah. out there. Of course, don't forget the cannolis. That's right. Right. I did love how in the hospital. So my very recent note is the hospital. I lo- I think a weaker movie wouldn't have shown them moving him to another room. Right. I like because it's like that's a pain in the ass to move some a large person. Mm-hmm. Who is fighting for his life into another room? I'm so glad they showed that. Yes, I did too. I liked that a lot, and it it added to the suspense too. The music's playing, and you you know you don't know when these people are going to show up. You don't know if they're going to get them into the room in enough time. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that stuff really really worked in that scene, and the difficulty of them moving him. It's slow. It's not a quick process. Yeah. So I loved all of that. I almost and it's funny watching this movie. You really just develop this like mistrust of everybody, right? Yes. I was actually thinking about that with the nurse. I'm like, is the nurse in, in this? Hmm. But I was thinking, it's, she's a woman. Like, they're not going to do that because, <laughs> because she's a woman. Right. But I did feel at one point like maybe she has something to do with it about, you know, tipping people off what room is she, he's in and everything. Right. So I was almost like, no, Michael, don't trust her. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, just interesting. I also love the fact that it was very unclear if, you know, the Godfather died. Right. You know, it was very unclear for a while. You're not quite sure. Did he die? I, Nobody really knows. I would have said maybe not maybe not so much blood when he got shot because, to me, I was like, how is he going to live from... I mean, of course, I, I remember that he lived. Right. But, like, how is, you know... it. It was worse than my, it was worse than I remembered mm-hmm. him being shot and all the blood and all that. It's like he is an older man, right? Like he's pretty tough. Well, and he was he was down and out for a while. Yeah, true. I mean, the time frame was a little bit shaky for me, but um, but he was gone. I mean, he was in the hospital and and out of commission for quite a long time. True. So, um, but yeah, it was it was definitely an interesting way to do it. Not really. Not super clear about whether he died or not. Mm-hmm. And then having them come back was really interesting. Um, my next note is about the restaurant scene, but it's really leading up to the restaurant scene. It is so suspenseful. Oh my God. And I think the way it's done, directed and timed, edited is so, so good. And I'm talking like even the 10 minutes before that scene. When they talk it's just about what's talking about it. What's so interesting about that scene is I forgot. That they talked about it first. For some reason, I didn't have a like recollection of that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they start talking about it. And I'm like, oh, wait. They yeah, did like, plan this yeah. out like really, really carefully. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. I do have one criticism in the scene sure. of them talking. I felt like Pacino was doing something a little bit odd. Like I felt like he was almost doing an impersonation of Marlon Brando. During this scene, he didn't speak the way he had been speaking even before or after. It was very low, and I get it, but he had like this clenched jaw. I think he was trying to sound more imposing, yeah. more threatening. Yeah, and I just I, I noticed it, or even more, I even whis- really... even more whispering. Did I? Did they say something like like talk low or but like I can't remember because I think they said like the place was. Like, so everyone, so everyone sort of keeps to themselves. And that yeah. when you, and after the shooting, you just stand up, well, you drop the gun, you stand up, and you just walk, and you don't make 
I'm not talking run. about the inside the restaurant. I'm talking oh. about when they're making the plan. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I'm not talking about inside. Okay. I'm talking about when he's he came up with the plan of of it. It that that little scene with Sonny okay. and you know. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it was it, it was kind of obvious to me. It just seemed. I don't know. He just seemed like he was trying to do an impersonation of Marlon Brando, and I'm like, oh. I think to me it was just so shocking when he said, you know, shoot the cop, and they're like, you don't shoot it, you don't, you can't be a cop killer. Like again, right. that moral compass of like, no, 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 you don't shoot, you don't kill a cop. Right. Like, um, just very interesting. But I thought it was very suspenseful. I didn't catch the voice, but it was yeah, so suspenseful. <laughs> and I think that this movie is so interesting in that. We know the plan beforehand, mm-hmm. and you just assume it's going to go wrong, right. right? Because we know what's supposed to happen, right. and I think that is so effective in terms well, of being suspenseful. He can't, but he, when he doesn't find the gun right away, we're like, oh, oh shit. God, I know, yeah. and we're all we're all in there with him, yeah, right? Yeah. We're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, and then he was supposed to come out. Guns and blazing. Guns blazing. And he didn't. And he didn't drop the gun right away after and he didn't either. Jump, yeah. yeah. There so were it wasn't a lot of things smooth. that were exactly super smooth, um, which seemed believable because he hadn't done this before, this type of thing before. Right, but remember, it was his idea. It was his idea. So it's the funny thing. It's like, and then it's like he's yeah, I don't know. But I think again, I wished there was a little bit more context with Michael and how. He was so comfortable doing this, how he thought to kill a cop, right. how he thought, you know. And and then he said, well, we'll have the press leak a story about how that cop was mixed up in drugs, which which yes. is true. And that all worked it's out. It's true, and it all worked out. But it's like, he just knew all the, he knew everything, he knew what to do. Yeah, I mean, you could see, I did like his acting in it. I did like that he was, like, you could tell how nervous he was, and trying to, you know... Trying to be comfortable, but looking nervous and just being like, oh, my God, he's going to blow it. He's going to blow it. <laughs> um, but I did. I really loved the scene. The image of McCluskey. Is that his name? McCluskey? The, the cop. The cop yeah. Getting shot while he's eating oh. with food in his mouth. I That scene, that image has been burned in my brain since wow. I was probably... I probably saw, did see that when I was younger, much younger. Yeah. Because that... I was waiting for that. It's much like the hand on the bar. That's one of those moments that you never get out of your head. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I do have a negative. <laughs> How hard did McCluskey hit Michael in the face? Because he has a bruise for about six years. You know, I was gonna. Wa- I was gonna mention that myself. I was. It looked like he hit him in the, like, just down, because he hit him down, like, in his face. And I'm yeah. like, it looked like he like he hit him in the mouth and the side of the face, but he had a black eye, then it was a huge bruise, then it was, like, black. I'm telling Christina, for, like, two years, it was, like, he had I know it was for, like, eye. two years, because he got married, <laughs> enough. he, he still met Apollonia, the... he's like, yeah. I'm like, why? Like, is it a scar? And then he's it disappears. He's in Sicily with so, Apollonia, and he still has the mark. I wish yeah. it had been, like, a scar. Yeah. Oops. Like, that... I wish it had been because I noticed that too. I'm yeah. like, what the hell? How hard and again, it was really iffy about the time passing. I was confused about the time passing. Like, wait, how long has he been here? Because he's moved from one place to another. He had moved this way. Like, he, to 
you know, be away from the family and these guys are like checking in on him and all that. The fact that he still had a bruise on his face, <laughs> it just messed me up so much. And what about like him always having the hanky? I wanted to look that up, but he always had a hanky in his hand. And I guess, okay, fine. Yes, it's hot, but nobody else has a hanky. And you're, he's like constantly like dabbing his face. Mm. And he constantly has, it was bizarre to me that mm. direction. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, he was there. I th- I feel like he was there because they said originally when he did this, you're going to have to be gone for about a year. Yeah. And at one point he asked, can I come back yet? And he's like, no, 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 right. not at all. So it feels like it had been a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He still has the bruise in his face. So crazy. I also, this is another negative and I don't, you know, but it's like, I don't know if I really cared about the Apollonia storyline, mm-hmm. but here's why. I didn't believe he cared for her for five seconds. Right. I felt like he was just attracted to her and he needed to have sex. Right. And I wrote in my notes, like, I get, I do get the importance of some of the scenes. Like, obviously, the car bomb is important. Yes. But, and I got this scene where he's talking to her dad and he basically makes him an offer he can't refuse. Right. Like, I get that. But that sequence goes on a little too long. I felt like if there was going to be some trimming to this movie, mm-hmm. um, I think the that stuff could have could have been. It doesn't. I didn't get much out of it. It seemed like it was a different movie. Yeah. It seemed like it was a scene from a different movie because it's never talked about again. Mm-hmm. There's no. There's not a huge lead up. I mean, right. he's walking and he sees this girl and he sees his father and now yeah. he's, you know, courting her and they get married. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of lead up to it. Again, you're not really invested in the relationship because no. you don't feel like he really cares, cares that her. much about yeah. her. Right. He's just trying to do something with his time. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's planning on staying there for the rest of his life. He right. knows this is a temporary, temporary situation. Thing. So why involve this poor girl? So yeah. all of this and at the and and then. After it, it's never referred back to. He doesn't talk about any guilt. He doesn't talk about anything. The fact that he was married. He doesn't mention it to Kay. He doesn't mention it to anybody. Yeah. Does anybody in his family even know that he had gotten married? I don't think he ever mentioned anything. He's. Ne- I don't think he ever uttered the word Apollonia <laughs> after <laughs> she was blown up. Yeah. He didn't. I want. I thought there was a line that someone tried. That someone tried to kill him. But you're right. He didn't say my wife was murdered. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and maybe that was because he, you know, this whole family thing, and I, I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to separate himself, or maybe he. It just seemed like a separate life to him, so he's just making a different life for himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was very strange. The. Um, the other thing I just questioned was, like, that whole car bomb thing. Like, obviously, it was his bodyguard that did this, just judging from his face, right? Yeah, totally. And he ran away. And he yeah. ran away, made it so obvious. <laughs> but why, if you wanted to kill him, why didn't you just fucking shoot him in his head? Like, why is his, body, why is his bodyguard going to such extreme lengths to make a bomb, right? I'm sure he didn't, like, order it from Amazon, right? He had to make a bomb and rig the car to blow up when he drives on this particular day. He has a freaking machine gun on his back at all times. He can't just sneak up... He can't just go into his bedroom at night and just, like, shoot him and be done? 
That's an excellent question. Yeah, it was a weird, like... The fact that he did it made it weird to me. I wish they had it... I wish they had it made it him. Yeah, yeah. Because then it was like, why didn't you just kill him? Like, two days ago. It is weird. That's a good point. If it was just a hidden bomb... Yeah. And maybe he didn't even realize it. Maybe he's just is walking out to see, okay, Abalonia, and then... Right? But did he have to realize that it was being... I don't know. It was just... I don't know. It, it didn't... Well, you know, Michael found out on the phone or messenger, however the hell it happened, yeah. that um, Sonny, right? Sonny was dead. Sonny was dead, yes. And then, in, yeah, because Sonny was killed... Guns popping up everywhere. Talk about guns blazing. Oh, God. Jesus. You know? I don't think I would have tried getting out of the car. I think it's been like, you know, I'm just going to lay down and, and, and try and sleep while they, the bullets the into whole, my body. That was so, so over the top. I, I was, I'm like, really? Like, there were two, ki- two, two guys trying to kill the Godfather. Yeah. And how many people? There were probably 10, well, 15. I, but I think it was because um, it was all the other families. Oh, so it was like a representation of every family? I think so, because that was because Sonny was the one that said, oh, well, let's talk about this drug thing. And they were like, Sonny, you should speak up more towards your dad and get him on board with this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 no. And son- suddenly Sonny was like, no, 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 no. And so they're like, well, fuck, if we don't have them on board... This isn't going to happen. Let's just send a threat to the family and we'll kill Sonny. All right. So now I'm a little bit confused Uh because at the end, when he's talking to Carlos, Carlos admits he was the one that put the hit on Sonny. Um, That Sonny, that Carlo, I think his name is Carlo. Is it Carlo? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. But I thought it was, it was Michael saying that, Carlo created that situation with the with the sister so he would be on his way to the sister's house. So Carlo knew where he was going to be. And I, I don't think Carlo... I mean, Carlo was certainly behind it to yeah. a degree. I don't think um, Carlo had that much real power. True. That was a confusing part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, when did he get so much power? I, I mean, we have to talk about that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so all that to say, the car bomb, excellent point. I don't know why. Maybe the car bomb looks more accidental, but I mean, when you're dealing with people that kill each other every yeah, day, like, I mean, like, they, does Everybody's it carrying a gun. Yeah. Like, everyone's, he has two bodyguards, for God's sake. Right. Like, <laughs> um, but that scene with James Caan, with Sonny being blown to bits, I mean, that is, I mean, I remember that scene too. Jolting, crazy, It was unbelievable. Crazy, it was insane. like unbelievable. Yeah. Although I will say the um, the first time he fought with the brother-in-law, I didn't feel like it was a very good fight. I didn't think it looked good when he went to like beating the shit out of the brother-in-law. I thought there were a lot of fake punches there. Did you notice that? <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. good. I thought so you would. The, like, first time I wa- the first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, because you're so hyped up because 
Carlo's getting the shit kicked out of him. Yes. But then you really see, and you're right, like some of the punches don't land they at don't all. They don't land right at all. And um, and then he has like the thing of the, the trash can, but you can clearly see he's like banging the top of the fence. He's not banging Carlo. Yeah, it was but a weird thing. I think thing you're so hyped it. up, you're not supposed to notice. Well, but I mean, in such a movie, you would think they would pay more attention to that that yeah. detail but yeah. um and they could have just had him more hidden like there's that point where he's, he's like behind the hydrant yes and that's effective and stuff like that i mean i'm just glad it happened i was so glad it happened yeah. too he was such a dick but i will say oh god um so connie um <laughs> played by talia shire yes who we loved in rocky four let's we not did. forget So her husband is just telling her to shut up every time she opens her mouth. Yeah. She's getting physically, she is getting beat up. Yes. Beat up. Swollen faces, black eyes, busted lips. She is getting beat up. She now is pregnant, Mm -hmm. noticeably pregnant. And she picks up the phone and is Carla there? She's like, who's calling? Da, 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 da. She, a friend. A friend. Connie freaks out. She does not have the upper hand. She is incredibly vulnerable, being very pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't quite know the logic of picking a fight. And, and I'm not, listen. Right. I, no, I no, want no, to no, separate no. this from real life. Okay? Of course, of course. But through my middle age lens, you know, you learn this, like, that sometimes it's not always safe. To just leave someone, you sometimes have to have an action plan. Yes. You, I don't think people should stay in abusive relationships, but I also know that it's not. It, people sometimes don't have too many options. Correct. Connie had some options, um, multiple options. She did. But um, I also, she also knows who she's playing against, mm-hmm. Carlo, who is crazy. He has beaten her up plenty of times. He has no respect for her. He is cheating on her. Left, right, and center. And Connie decides that she is going to take every (laughs) vase, vase, everything, Mm -hmm. salad. But what I found so bizarre is that if you're going to go and do that, maybe throw it at him. Right? She's She's smashing things on the ground, on the floor. But like... She clearly knows this is going to upset the beast. Yes. That is Carlo. So now she's breaking everything in sight. These are her things, too. It doesn't make much sense. Right. These are probably gifts from their wedding, let's probably. be honest. And But it's like, girl, save your strength. He's going to start hitting you again. Right. And he sure as hell does. And then she, you hear her getting the shit. This is another problem I have with this movie, this scene. She gets this, clearly you hear her getting this shit beat out of her. She's pregnant. She's very pregnant. Yes. You don't know what happens to Connie after that. The next time there's a sort of a mm-hmm. jump forward. I think it's the same child. Like what happens? Yeah, there's I, like, they never there's said the, anything the bap- about. There's a baptism. Yeah. I guess the kid's okay. Um, I don't know. It's like Connie wants Michael to be the godfather. Yeah. Um, it's kind of sloppy. It's a little sloppy. I don't understand Connie's um, motivation there. Well, it's the woman. Like, the woman's storyline is, like, just not as important, I guess. Yeah. But I, my take on it was, I I agree. I'm like, what are you doing? She's overreacting. What are starters. you doing? Yeah. Do you not know your husband? Like, right. 
You're upset because he's not going to eat your meal? I hate to say that, too, but, like, especially when she's so pregnant, he probably doesn't want to have sex with her. So it's like, I feel like, and he's such, no, meaning, meaning, he's no, I, such, I know what you mean. He's such a dog. <laughs> he's such a dog that, like, he's cheat was cheating on her anyway. Right. So, of course, he's cheating on her now. Yeah. I digress. But, yeah, my only thought was that maybe she, because of the, the way she was brought up in the family that she was in, she always had that certain amount of protection. She was always, you know, just always protected. So maybe she just always just never realized like the real risks but i know she had been beat up before yeah but she got beat up and then sunny came to her rescue and i would have thought that would have been enough yeah for her to be like i have to get out of this relationship i know it's the 40s but still yeah i think being divorced is probably not good uh yeah true yeah i think once you're in there you're in so now um i feel like i'm going fast any notes that we you didn't get to because my next note is um, the big meeting. Okay, so my one of my notes is um, let's see, we talked all about that. Um, oh, so he comes back and he, Michael comes back and he looks for. Oh no! So first Kay. Yeah. Kay, she's he's been gone for God knows how long. But he's also been back for a while. But oh. not yet. She comes. Back and she's like, I need to know where he is. Can oh, yeah, give sorry, me this that, yeah. letter or whatever. And I'm like, Jesus, Kay is a very patient woman. I so my note on that is, is Kay just a sucker or is she just a product of her time? So and remember, yeah. Tom doesn't take the letter. He's no, like, he legally, doesn't. if I take that letter, that suggests I know that where he is and when he'll be back, and I'm not right. taking the letter. So, um, but she's just like waits around, waits around, waits around. He she comes from New Hampshire. Yeah. To see him, and without calling, um, it's just so very. I don't know. She, I would. I would have liked her to be a little bit stronger. But I mean, even when he comes back, he was back for like a year. He said, right? Yes. She's walking the kids out, and she's like, "How long have you been back?" He goes, "About a year." Uh, a year. year. So I'm like, uh, hello. Like, and then he says, I want to marry you. She, he says, Kay, I need you and I love you. And I wrote, after how many years? Yeah. And she just takes him back. I don't understand. That, that fell short for me. There needed to be something else in there. Like, that was like, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. And she also is probably suspects that he is in the family business now. You know? And, like... Here's your out, lady. Right. Like, why would you go back? Yeah, I. here's the thing, too. It's like, I feel like any time, if there was any, any time when your own husband says, um, you are forbidden from asking me about what I do for a living. Yeah, that's, that's a red flag. That could be it's a, a red flag. That would be a red flag you, there. I would say. So, the big meeting. The big meeting. Who yeah. And who stands up when all is said and done, but our good friend from Moonstruck. Um, oh, yes. What's his name? Uh, and he stands up and he says, I don't believe in drugs. Mm-hmm. And you really believe he's going to support Don Corleone. It doesn't quite go that way. No. I don't believe in drugs. I don't want it near schools. I don't want it sold to children. Mm-hmm. In my city, we would keep the traffic to the dark people. The blank, I won't say the word, B 
begins with a C. Yes, yes. They're animals anyway, so let them lose their souls. Holy really? shit. Really? I mean, it's like... I rewound it and played it and wrote it down. I was like, that, that is fucking chilling. And, quite frankly, not wrong like not wrong in terms of what the setup was right in real life right that's constantly the you know black folks have constantly had to go through that through history yeah so it's like yeah get the crime get the crime over there you know and uh and the cops will be busy over there and then we'll do what we have to do yeah it's It's insane it's insane it is so so crazy um i felt like that was so intense i was just waiting for the gunfire Yes. Right? I, totally. I was I mean, waiting for it. I, um, I agree. And then the, the whole thing is like, you just don't trust anyone. Nope. So even when it's nothing, even when nothing's going to happen or nothing's, you know, it feels, it, it's that feeling. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I did like, so this really jumps. I think it really jumps. Maybe it doesn't. Um, cause I was also very, um, engaged with this movie mm-hmm. like I, it was it was really held my attention but I loved the moment in the garden between uh, Michael and his father I thought it was just a really sweet moment I mm-hmm. thought the acting was really really well done I felt like it was probably one of the first and only genuine like conversations that they probably ever had mm-hmm and it was, to me, I, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was really, really beautiful. And, of course, it has to do with him taking over and all that. Right. So the, the business is at its core. But I just felt like it was a really, really sweet moment. Yeah. I agree. Yes. The only thing I had in that scene was, like, <laughs> to your point about then, when you way back at the beginning of this episode, when you're, like, the way he talks and, like, the cotton and all that, it was, like, I, I mean, he... I know he's he's older now and all that, but it's like, can someone please hand the Godfather a throat lozenge? Like it's yeah. that thing where it's like where it sounds so sore and scratchy and weak that it's like it's a little weird. He's not like drinking some tea and honey or something like yeah. that. I mean, it can't just be his character. Hey, like, did it's you like, did you do any research on like the? Oh no, I know. Yeah. So it's it, not cotton. What is it? So when he, so I just did. This is oh, the okay. only research I did. When he auditioned, he put Cotton in. So, and the reason is because they wanted his, he wanted his jaw to look more square, like a bulldog. So more menacing. Ah. So that's why he did it. Okay. But in the movie, they actually made a like jaw plate for him to put in his mouth. So he didn't actually have Cotton during the filming. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, I do love this scene, that spastic gunfiery scene where um all the dons get wiped out yes um and i will say the i uh, just backing up the scene with his grandson was really oh god yeah, yeah, yeah that was really touching too like i i gotta tell you middle-aged lens i really liked him i yeah. liked don corleone i yeah. thought he was a stand-up guy mm-hmm. for the most as much as you can be with the values and morals and all of that. And seeing him play with his grandson, I'm like, this is so awesome. Knowing what was going to happen. 
but it was just so so cute and so so loving and just made me like smile and the kid acts like a kid where when even yes. when he falls over he still thinks it's all part of yeah the game. he's laughing, laughing and it makes yeah. it so much more effective yeah but yeah so the um i did like when all of the families were wiped out there were a couple of the deaths that could have been a little bit more believable. Okay. Like, there was one with, like, Mo when he's getting his Shot massage. in the eye, yeah. He gets shot, shot in the eye, and then he gently places his head down. I'm like, I... And all, like, the pink stuff comes out. I don't know if that's yeah. really what happened. Yeah. And then the other one was the guy that was falling down the stairs. I mean, I felt like he was just, like... Placing oh. himself, right? His hands were like <laughs> the stunt work wasn't great. Himself. Yeah, the stunt yeah. work wasn't great on that. Um, but like some of that shit was so fucking terrifying. Like the revolving door, the revolving door. Oh my god! So creative. Oh my Hello. god! Super creative. Oh my god! Yeah, I liked. Yeah. I liked that too. It was just great because you're kind of waiting for like, oh, what are they gonna? What's he gonna do next? What's yeah. gonna, what's gonna wrote, happen next? Yeah, and it's wrote Michael plays dirty. Yeah. And then I wrote, I'm glad Carlo got killed, but it was for the wrong reason. <laughs> yeah yeah i i just wrote the brother-in-law's death was very satisfying mm-hmm. for me yeah. i loved seeing him dead and i love that he starts by saying i'm not gonna make my wife your your wife uh, my sister a widow mm-hmm. yeah and i was just like yes he is um but i liked and i really liked the ending scene like the actual ending scene where he's talking to Kay. Kay. yeah yeah i almost said Faye, but Kay. When he's talking to Kay, and he's like, "You can ask me one, one question. question," and then he lies, and you and she knows that he lies. Yeah, and you just—it's such a—it's a—it's a great setup for a sequel. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know that there's going to be a second part, mm-hmm. and just the door, like him kissing his ring, and then the door slowly shutting. So funny you say that. I thought I found that door to close way faster than I remembered. Oh, really? I remember it to be much more dramatic and sad, and instead it was like boom. I was like, oh, that seemed, that door closed much quicker than That's I remember. That's so funny. Yeah, isn't I funny? Because I remember before. the first time I watched it thinking that is a, that was so effective and so dramatic. And it just, and like, the last thing you see is her face, like, not knowing what's going on. And then it just turns and to black. And it just turns to black. Yeah. Great. I thought it was a great, great ending. Great. great, great ending. Yeah, but I can't get over that he lied to her. Like, the one, he's like, he asked me one question. Well. And it was still, and he still lied. I just think that it's. You know, he's setting himself up to be like, this is just his life now. Like, if he if he told the truth then, what then? Like, right. you know what I mean? And, and in a way, it was actually kind for him to lie, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Because if she had said, did you kill him? And he said, yes. What is the rest of her life going to be? Mm-hmm. He's She's going to, every turn, he's she's going to feel like, He's murdering this one, murdering that one, murdering this one. At least with him saying no, she can, I mean, she might know that yeah. he's doing all of these things. But he's keeping her, he's also keeping her safe. He's yeah. keeping her safe and she can lie to herself this way. Yeah. If he said yes, then there's no lying to herself. Like yeah. she's, that's it. So she's, she's choosing to live in the dark. He's choosing to put her in the dark. Um, because he knows what the rest of the life is, is going to be. Yeah. So you never saw part two or part three? No, no. Yeah. And you never have either? No. And I know part two focuses um, on, the, on a young Don Corleone. That's right, Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro. But I've never seen it. I've never seen um, part three. It's kind of, I'm kind of interested now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Was one, Were they all pretty well received? Yeah, uh, two. So I believe... Oh, Jesus. See? 
So <laughs> part two was, and I think it was, did it win the Oscar for Best Picture? So Godfather won Best Picture, and for Mar Marlon Brando. Uh, the three guys, uh, Al Pacino, James Caan, and Robert Duvall, all got nominated for Best Supporting. Um, and did it, anybody win, do you know? Well, I know it won Best Picture, Best Actor. It didn't, no, I mean it like the Supporting? No, 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 they didn't win. I'm just curious who was they were up against. I'm going to look it up. Part two was well-received. I know it was nominated for Best Picture. It may have won. And then I think part three was nominated. for It could... So they were all pretty well-received. Okay. I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, part three, I think, was... I mean, it came out so much later. You know, that I think... Um, you know, I don't think it would held up to the first two. But, right, 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 yeah. That, yeah that but I think, sense. comparatively speaking, it would, you know. So, um, the big question. Yeah, Oscar. Oh, more or less about the same? Definitely more. I appreciated the relationships more, the drama more, like the, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was really drawn much more into it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I really enjoyed it this time yeah. around. And I think... Yeah, I think it was, like, really long for me the first time. Mm -hmm. I didn't really, you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't love it. I just liked it. Yeah. And it was more about, I'm glad I saw that movie. Yeah. Right? Um, hold on, I'm looking. Um, so, obviously, it was a little bit of, just a little bit. Yeah, of let's see So, the budget was six, but between six and seven million dollars. It made around 200 and between 250 and 290 million dollars. Oh wow! It was the highest grossing movie of 1972, and it was it remained the highest grossing film of all time for a short period of time. I didn't write down what replaced it. Um, obviously, written by Mario Puzo, who wrote the book, and directed by Francis Ford Coppola, who or Coppola, who um, uh, yeah, has done many, many, many movies, including Peggy Sue Got Married, which is, was one of my favorite movies. I know. I can't believe we haven't, I, we haven't read, done, we it haven't yet, done that one yet. Um, and, oh, did you find anything? I oh. did. So, the best supporting act character, that's what I was really looking okay. at. So, yeah, like you said, James Caan, Robert Duvall, and Al Pacino were both up for it, and, as well as Eddie Albert from for the Heartbreak Kid. Okay. But Joel Grey won for, for Cabaret. Cabaret. And, um... Eliza uh, Minnelli won for Cabaret. Yes. So Cabaret Ron, was the big... Who won director that year? Director was Bob Fosse. Oh, for Cabaret. Cabaret. Yeah. Okay. Um, but producer was Albert Ruddy for Godfather. All right. So there you go. What a year. What a year. Right. And Ellen, um, Eileen Heckert okay. for Butterflies of Free was Best Supporting Actress. Oh, okay. And of course, there were no women Well, Eileen Eckhart. Eileen Eckhart, you know who that is. We she was, um, yeah. She, um, Diane Keaton's mother. Yes. In yes. First Wives Club. Yes. How funny. That's full circle. Yeah. Full circle. Uh, I have a match game. Um, I also have a match game. Would you like to go first? I'll go first. Christina Connie's wedding was rough. Mm. The women were so aggressive and constantly after each other's men. In fact... Connie didn't throw a bouquet. She threw blank. <laughs> Alright, I'm just gonna say, I mean, you know it's an ignorance. <laughs> what? Why would that be so sense? Connie's wedding was rough. The women were very aggressive and constantly 
after each other's known. In fact, Honey didn't throw a bouquet. She was blank. All right, Connie didn't throw a bridal bouquet. She threw blank. Blocks and gloves. Oh my god, that's really good. I put <laughs> I went a little sicker. A grenade. That's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. All right, so I also have a match. Can't wait. Okay, so Enzo the baker. So he decided (laughs) that he loves the the family so much. He wants to join the family. He wants to join the family business. That's sweet. But he was, actually, it's funny you say sweet, because he was a bit kinder than the others. So when he wanted a favor from someone, he said he wants to give them a blank they couldn't refuse. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna give you a blank. Alright, alright. I, I don't put it like too much. But I think it would still count. I, because I was gonna write it and then I, I made it more specific. The judges would still approve. Ding! Alright, so Enzo the Baker joined the family business, <laughs> but he was so much more kind. He would give them a blank. They couldn't refuse. A coffee cake. Oh, you know what? What? I think this might be a match. I said a muffin. And oh, come on. It wouldn't match. If I, I thought you were going to say same cake. same ingredients. Uh, so you, you, it's funny. You did the two Fs and I did two Fs. So I was thinking offer. You did muffin. Oh, I didn't I did, do that because of that. Oh, That's so funny. funny. I did coffee cake because like offer coffee. Off, I'm off. gonna give you a coffee cake. You I'm gonna make him a coffee cake. You can't refuse. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Just like him. Just like him. Oh my goodness. Oh man. All right. So that was Kids, the don't, don't, epic. The okay. Moral of the story: Don't do drugs. Don't. And I, was, yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. Don't, I thought you were gonna say don't do a Godfather impression. <laughs> oh. Sorry. All right. That All was right. the Godfather. That was the Godfather. And that's it for us and for this episode of Old Roommates. Thank you for listening. Please remember to follow us on Instagram or YouTube where we have our episodes as well as a little extra. And if you have any questions about our show, any suggestions for movies we could revisit, reach out to us at oldroommatespod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. This is Brian. And this is Christina. Until next time.